It's just kind of doing whatever happens with the thing. <laughs> the parts are just kind of organizing themselves into uh, random shapes that uh, that don't really uh, make any kind of linear sense in terms of you know day to day living. But what are you gonna do? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say it's 8:41 a.m. Saturday, March the 13th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane show. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to sustain that. Uh, oh, I see. The <laughs> It was a very abrupt, it uh, was abrupt. signal I I that, mean to, that I needed to I stop. Wasn't, uh, I wasn't meaning to be abrupt. I just, but uh, I am glad for the, the orchestration are of you? the whole thing. Yes. Uh, well, I appreciate the, your gladness and things. Yes, well, here we sit uh, in a, all manner of decrepitude. And uh, <laughs> I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. Trying to figure out what the... What what the deal is yeah, <laughs> what the deal is <laughs> just kind of gesturing into the wider world <laughs> saying hey what sometimes you really do need videos yeah. no, I, don't so. I don't think that would help at this point but uh you know it's saturday and you know we're hanging out and uh conversations you know ebb and flow come and go bob and weave uh you know uh duck and cover and uh <laughs> is that and, what they do and yet we uh we soldier on <laughs> into the misty distance and uh that's that's where we live <laughs> out there in the, in the, the misty distance in the misty distance in the wilds and the wherefores of uh, of who who done it <laughs> Yep, there you go. <laughs> There's your opening flourish. <laughs> Make of it what you will. It has been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Right, Diane? This time, oh. I know what has been happening. Do you? Well, really? last what week... What has been happening, Diane? Last week, we were, we were struggling to find things that happened, and then all of a sudden, I remembered, we went to see David Pulaski at yeah, the church... Oh. Of divine puttering. Of the divine of the puttering. Divi- excuse me. The divine puttering. Yes, we did go see David Pulaski. After we went and saw Theo and Sarah at the Cooth Buzzard and stopped off to see Kyle Gresham. And, uh, and I mean, that was a huge outing. That was and a I, huge outing. That was my birthday. But the thing that was so that was funny birthday, about it is then the next week, I, I had thought it was much longer ago than it was. Well, that's because the, That's because... It was my birthday, and then we did the concert with Jim, and then we had uh, then we had James's birthday and Henry's birthday the following weekend, and uh, and then we had our anniversary, and all that stuff was kind of jammed in together. All it was all yeah. too close together. We got to spread that stuff out a little bit. Well, March yeah. has always been that way, you know. Yeah. March and October, those are our our big celebratory months. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Well, kind of the end of February to the... Well, know. actually, the beginning of February to the... Yeah. Actually, every every month between October and, and March. And, and kind of, yeah, and yeah. And April, it's, you know. Um, 
But I just wanted to say that it was just that it was blown out of our minds because last weekend we were so looking forward to this event of going to see Henry too. Right. Because that was that was a that was, major that was, thing that for was us. Big fun. That was big fun. It was an outing. It was a, and it was and it came on the heels of the previous Saturday when we had had another outing and seen the, the Mr. Pulesky and the, and Mr. Gresham and then Theo and Sarah. And, and uh, you know, and I ate a pizza. I think the pizza. I don't think we spent enough time talking about the pizza, Diane. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. Well, I didn't have any, so I couldn't talk about it. Okay, well that's enough time to spend on. <laughs> you boy. Just glance on. That's good coffee. The pizza for a moment. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been life has been like that. Well, what I guess I was gonna say is that it shows that the that you sort of lose track of when the things are happening, and this. <laughs> This time I thought, okay, last weekend right. we actually visited Henry. We did. Was that last was... weekend? Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes. No. Yes. No, it could... Oh, it was. Okay. Jeez. Does it seem like longer ago to you or not as long ago? No, it seems like longer ago to longer me. Longer ago. Yeah. yeah. What the heck? But... So, the, so there must have been lots of stuff must have happened between last Saturday and today in order to make it last Saturday seem like so long ago. Well, not exactly. It's just the weird accordion-like time that is going on at all times, but particularly during the times that we've been Right. Well, sometime here. in there, and it was actually the day before James's and Henry's birthday, it had been exactly one year since the last time I played music in front of people. It was March 5th of 2020 that Kat and I played at the C&P Coffee Company. Wow. Which seems like 10 years ago now. Oh, man, it does. You know? And, uh, and uh, that was the last time I was, you know, performed in front of a, an audience. So there's that. <laughs> what are you whistling I don't know. I, just, I seem to have stalled the conversation completely just by... Reminiscing about a year ago, a year ago. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are talking. I just was about waiting for more, a, for more, for more information. You know, yeah. More. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, so I did a treehouse concert on Tuesday, and uh, I had some. I've had some uh, body part issues here, uh, leading up to the treehouse, and then since the treehouse, it's caused me to say, "Hey, I'm going to take this Tuesday off." And, of course, I immediately regret that and feel, oh, my God, what have I done? And uh, That no one will come again. That and... no one will ever want to hear me perform music again. And, you know, that's kind of that's how Billy rolls. That's how it's done. Well, this has my, been... In my 64th year on the planet of having to deal with the circus in my head. Go ahead. This has been an exciting week. Has it? It has. Well, yeah. There's because of people. People. That's the thing that I keep thinking. It's, it's, you know, people talk about that they can't go to events, but one of the things that I have been finding during this entire year is that I have been so excited by the people that we communicate with and, and the ability to communicate with them. And in any 
stretch, any way that we try to make it happen. And we have made it happen. And I adore that about our lives. So, for example, when we went to see um, Charlotte and Stefan and Henry, it was going to be a surprise for Henry. And Charlotte and Stefan had it all laid out. You know, they wanted, because Henry really loves to call bingo. And he has not been able to call bingo for anybody but Charlotte and Stefan for this entire year. And so they... This is the second birthday that Henry has celebrated in isolation. And it was only the ninth one he'd had. Yeah, and the... the, So that's that's a big chunk. And they were sharing that... They had a whole big thing that they were going to go to a bouncy house on oh, the right. previous birthday that was a part of this year, right. and that they had to cancel it. So, you know, this is big stuff. Yeah, this is a kid's eighth and ninth birthdays, man. But we were able, they had arranged that we would come into their backyard, and Henry would not know about it. But he would see us as we pass by the big picture windows they have all in their backyard, uh, looking out onto their backyard. (laughs) And then we would sit out in this little patio area, and they'd have the screen door open, and we could still talk, but we'd be socially distanced. That was a a major thing. Just like, you know... Brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. And, And... Henry called two bingo games while we were there. And I just, the excitement of seeing people and seeing people that you don't get to see. I mean, to see three-dimensional people. So to see David Pulesky, and he had arranged when we went over there to have, he's already had several uh covid tests covid tests so he said i'm tested negative would you feel comfortable coming in to the church of the divine puttering which is his art studio and a glorious arabian nights treasure trove of of things to look at and be amazed by true and and we were masked up, and he had the door open so that there was plenty of fresh air. And so we saw him as a three-dimensional person, and we saw Theo and Sarah at the Cooth Buzzard, where they've got things really laid out for safety, and they've got uh, plexiglass partitions, but we were able to see them. And so... That and the fact that this week um, I'm celebrating the fact that my brother and I have been talking every Friday and we have had such wonderful conversations. And then and then I had another conversation with a dear friend of mine, Shelly, who uh, is going to be a life coach. And I was thinking, I want to participate in that to plan my retirement. And then Today, we're going to talk with Hayden Reese. I mean, how wild yeah, is that? I mean, that never would have happened IRL. It in, would not have happened. In, but Back in the old world, back in the old motif, you know. So just a little background. People who have listened to the show before yeah. realize that we are great fans of a director and producer of films about poets. Yeah, Hayden and, Reese. 
um, we have spoken many times on the show about our love of these documentaries because... Robert Bly, A Thousand Years of Joy, Robert Bly and William Stafford, A Literary Friendship, Every War Has Two Losers, and Rumi, Poet of the Heart. They're right, yeah. right. We have purchased all of them. They are all wonderful. Yeah. And when we purchased the very first one, the William Stafford, uh, Every War Has Two Losers, which also included... The Literary Friendship. Documentary. The Literary Fre Friendship documentary. Um, being the person I am, I, I always want to thank people for having an effect in my life. And I had written him on Facebook because he had a Facebook uh, page page for the for the every war has two losers and I told him this is wonderful not expecting to hear back but he's a very gracious man and he responded back and over the years since we had that because we've got to have bought that within the first couple of years that we were together didn't we I can't remember when that film came out but uh, we've had little communications from time to time, particularly when he was putting out the Robert Bly Thousand Years of Joy because uh, I wanted to participate in the funding of that with, right. a Go, with the GoFundMe because I thought, wow, we get to participate in this? Right. How cool is that? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy is that, with these GoFundMe projects that we are actually able to be patrons of the arts in a different way. Yeah. But, but anyway, he's been, as some of the people who attend the Treehouse concert know, he's been coming to some of the Treehouse concerts. And There's no accounting for taste, <laughs> is all I can say. It's, uh, people are exotic, you know, in their quirkiness, you know, in their little... Piccadillos. But so I was, I suddenly had this random thought well, wouldn't it be nice to just have a conversation with him and find out why he did these documentaries that have been so effective in our lives? Yeah. Um, because from these documentaries, I explored other people michael mead the way i found out about michael mead was through that documentary yeah. i was thinking who is who is this michael mead is he a poet is he a author i i didn't know who he was and it turned out he was local he lives on fashion <laughs> right back he knows the cat's friends with him <laughs> and i was like how could and i contacted cat right afterwards and said do you know michael mead oh yeah have i never told you about him of course, he'd be right up your alley, you know. Uh, and, so. Yes, and you've gone. We've gone to Michael Mead events since then. You've done workshops with Michael Mead. It's like, hey, what are you doing? So it just shows this tremendous network of stuff that happens because friends introduce other friends to other people of like mind and magnetic fields, Diane. Is it magnetic fields? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Go ahead. Anyway, I'm so excited about all this. And because uh, I really am interested. I'm just curious. But it never would have occurred to me to think, oh, maybe we could just have a, have a conversation with him until we have been having all these conversations with people during this past year. 
I hope I don't say anything that offends him or anything like that. Oh, gosh. You know, never say anything to be... or something like that, because, you know, I don't want to mess it up for you. <laughs> anyway. You're so silly. So, yeah, that's happening this afternoon. And tomorrow we get to visit with the Westminster Basement people again. Which is another thing that has come about. I know, come about because of the pandemic. Isn't it wild? It's like we were always talking about, gee, it would be great to get together with everybody, you know, and it's just trying to make it work with everybody's schedules and people are spread out across three states. And, you know, it's like, how is this supposed to happen? You always think, boy, it would be great, but man, it would be a lot of work and, you know, golly. And and then suddenly we were thinking, well, wait a minute. (laughs) But not only that... (laughs) But we have talked to Bill Woolham about possibly doing a, a like a little course yeah, for us. I know, I know. I hope I hope that happens. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, overtax the guy or anything like that. But well, boy. it didn't sound like it was no, going to be overtaxing. No, it sounded like he was pretty excited about it. That's he had good. a whole idea that was so exciting to us about what he would teach us. Yeah. And I just was like, do it. Comedy. Do it now! Comedy. Comedy. Yeah. But comedy from a different Comedy from a, slant. a historical literary perspective, you know. Yes. I just think that would be most excellent. So I'm. we're ready, Bill. We're ready. We'll have to remind him about it tomorrow. Well, we, we, talk to him. we should probably remind him about it today and say, we're ready for the syllabus, Bill. Send it on by. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So lots of exciting things Lots happening. of exciting things. And last night we got to watch uh, uh, Chris Thiele and uh, Eve O'Donovan perform a concert, which is, you know, another thing that we probably, you know, they might have toured through our area, but, you know, because of the pandemic, people are doing virtual concerts and things like that. And there's a group back in Boston that are presenting concerts and I had heard about it and I bought us a ticket and so we were able to sit and watch a a concert last night that was really quite extraordinary. It was quite extraordinary and I I actually was thinking the whole time about the concert we actually did see in person with With Chris Thiele with Chris Thiele at uh in Edmonds which is such a great uh, place to see concerts and, and it will be again it will be again they they sound like they are They're surviving uh, they actually sent out a survey to say what would make you feel comfortable you know coming back and and i thought vaccines vaccines yeah. you know, vaccines and yeah, you know a certain spaciousness in the the group but yeah and that's exciting too that that's this has been a evil o'donovan is part of a group called uh I'm with her, uh, and one of the people in I'm with her is the fiddle player from Nickel Creek, uh, and so there's that cross pollination between, uh, so Chris Thiele and and Eva O'Donovan knew each other through these connections, and so they decided to, and then plus the Eva O'Donovan has been on a couple of the Goat Rodeo albums, which isn't you know it's just this these weird corners of music i mean the kind of music that they are doing is you know it's got all these kind of blatant influences that you can hear in the arrangements but it's unlike any music i've ever heard before when you've got yo-yo ma and chris Thiele in the same band you know that it's going to be a, a 
music of a different kind. So, anyway, it's just amazing to be to be getting steeped in such exotic stuff. You know, it is stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff, Bill. Stuff. So are we going to introduce the music then, since we brought this up, or are we still just chit-chatting about the stuff? Well, I don't know, Diane. I'm, I haven't, uh, where's the, where's the cue cards? Where's the outline? I, you know, <laughs> what is the shape? What is the, what is the journey? I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't know That's whether that boogie, was your... As Kelly would say. Because there are other things that happened this week that were exciting. Okay, then. Let's go. I didn't mean I wasn't bringing up the concert just to kind of expedite the program. Oh, okay, I, I just wasn't just, sure. It was just another one of the cool things that we've gotten to do yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah, I also got to talk to Neil Woodall. Oh, right. And Woodman. Yeah, Neil is a huge influence in our lives, and he lives down in Texas, in Brownsville, which has actually been in the news. So. I've been concerned about him and wanted to talk to him. And it sounds like he and Alice are doing fine. Yeah, they are. Although it was, you know, they had a couple of days without electricity and got pretty nippy, as yeah. he what he said. You can imagine. But Neil, being the sunny person he is, he probably melted all that right on down. But uh, yeah, I just feel like people are making each other's lives better in so many different ways. And the other thing I wanted to say, I mean, I feel like now it's kind of scattered all over the place, yeah. but, but you know, we don't have our, our cue cards uh, readily available. It's a stew. I wanted to say that when I was talking to my brother the other day, I was thinking about familiarity of voice and how important voices in our because there's something so comforting about hearing my brother's voice this voice I've heard all my life well of course when when we were younger he had a different kind of sound of voice but he's been having this sound of voice since at least high school years okay and I just was thinking how wonderful it is and how comforting it is to hear all these people's voices and um and how much it means to me and that's all i wanted to say voices are important yes so we've got a couple of exotic songs right it we do yeah i was reading the lyrics to here in heaven this morning that's an exotic song it is an exotic song. It's an exotic song. Well, we heard him perform it live just with him. And, and a, him and a mandolin, and it was just amazing. I remember almost being, like, jaw-dropped when he was singing that. Well, yeah, because, I mean, Chris Thiele is, a, is an amazing mandolin player, maybe the most virtuosic mandolin player I've ever witnessed. He's done an album of, of Bach cantatas on the mandolin, for gosh sakes. Among all the other things he's done, the Punch Brothers and Nickel Creek and, and uh, Goat Rodeo and all these different things. And he hosted the Live From Here for a few years until that had to be shut down. And But the guy's got an amazing singing voice, too. Oh, man. You know, I mean, he's got range and 
the the harmonies that that he and Eva O'Donovan were doing last night. Oh just my amazing. gosh, they are so blended. Yeah. You know, I've always been an appreciator of of harmonies, uh, because I love to sing in choir. But I have noticed throughout my life that a lot of people don't have that ability to harmonize with others because they just try, their their voices don't, they don't spend the time that they need to to actually draw back or... Learn about blend. Learn Learning about how to blend. And when you hear people who really do the harmonies, oh, it's so amazing. It is. To hear them. Yeah. But... The reason why we chose the songs we did were they were the most notable in the the show last night. The ones that we're playing are not the ones from last night because that's that was a concert that was not. Um, it's not. It's not readily available to. Uh, yeah. To. It was pirate a, from. It was a ticket. Yeah. You know that we purchased, but yeah. I love this one song. The elephant in the room. Yes. I just thought it was so hilarious yes. and wonderful. Which is a song about Thanksgiving 2016, <laughs> and uh, kind of a lot of families' first experience of coming together after the election of 2016, and realizing how little there was they could talk about safely, <laughs> and just that without, whole phenomenon without it turning into an all-out brawl. Is that all-out brawl? as the song states and uh, i just thought that was just a very clever kind of thing to notice and to make note of in a song um in a in a playful kind of way so there's that one and then here in heaven which is it's it's haunting and uplifting and you know it's it's a bunch of different things all at once that song but if you like the sound of it you should look up the lyrics because the lyrics are really quite amazing too and uh, so there you go. I don't know what else there is to say, Diane, except keep the good voices coming. You know, we're always ready for more of that. We are. Yeah. Let's bow our heads and thank God for the three Thanksgiving Fs. Food, football, and... Thank God for fermentation. For fermentation for the wine. Thank one for conversation with these relatives in law of mine. Thank these relatives for you, babe. Thank you for the bouncing boy doing the best that he can do to keep this family entertained as we navigate the treacherous waters of talking small. On this Exhumed the elephant in the room 
It's very nearly impossible to avoid Making a Freudian slippity-sloppity over you Know whom the elephant in the room What'll we do? What'll we do when the pie and the football are through? An uncle says I'm still with her An aunt says Shaw, I feel the burn And so the mighty pachyderm says You know what? I'll translate. It's the autumn of our discontent. So for every Whoa, an elephant. There's a Hey, respect your president. Till everyone's covered in cranberry sauce. Being angrily tossed. With a flick of a spoon, we're being consumed by the elephant in the room. The elephant. To each other, and it's fall, not winter, spring, not summer, cool, not cold. And it's warm, not hot, have we all forgotten that we're getting old? 
some seeds left so we are staking our claim on the ground so fertile we forget to be fertile along the way and reach out for a strange hand hold someone strong but not bold enough to tear down the wall cause we lost enough to find the stars and cross the wild line and walk all hard not soft and to fall not way to spring